You are now listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Tyranny Podcast. Welcome to Ride With Me, episode 94. Today is April 1st, 2023, and today's guest, this fucking guy was on Cops. My buddy, Kenny. Hey, this is Kenny from Cops, doing the podcast. Kenny, before we get this podcast going, do you mind if I play the Cops um, audio for that for that episode? No, sir. Go ahead. All right, let's. Here goes uh, Kenny's appearance on Cops. We're en route to a call right now where a passerby called and stated there's a male at a corner attempting to commit suicide. He apparently slit his wrist and there's blood everywhere. We have a squad en route, uh, several of the officers on scene also. Got the knife in his hand. Medic, white male, blue shirt, blue jeans. Behind you, Blue. I'm going taser. I'm going taser. Put it down. Put it down, bud. You're not in trouble. But we got to get your help before you bleed out. Okay, walk towards us. Please. He dropped it. Come on, you gotta step away from it. Why don't you walk away? Jackie, keep your hand out of the bag, man. Get your hands out of the bag. Put your hands in the air. Put your hands, put your hands straight up in the air. Put it down, get on the ground. Get on the ground. I'm not getting on the ground. Put your hands in the air. Put your hands in the air. I'll let you shoot me. Taser, taser, taser. Get behind okay. your back. Get it behind your back and get zapped again. God damn, I've never yeah. been zapped before. Baker 26, taking one into custody. Wow, that hurt. Here, Baker 26, we're 88, party in custody. Baker 26, party in custody. I'm going to roll you over on your, on your butt, okay? We're gonna take him to the hospital right now, get his treatment. He has a pretty good gash on his forearm. He uh, he had a razor blade in his hand when we got here, and he didn't want to put he didn't want to drop it. Officer tried to have him drop the razor blade, but he wouldn't. So when we approached him, he tried to reach his hand in the bag there. We weren't sure what was inside the bag, um, so I had to deploy my taser because he wasn't complying with commands to uh, take his hand out of the bag. So for his safety, that's the best route was just to tase him. And he complied once he was tased. So this is the razor blade he was holding up when you showed up on scene? That's right. Was he, did he, was he put it up to his arm or did he still had it? He, he was seated here and he just had it in his hand and you can see blood dripping from his arms. Obviously, uh, quite a bit of blood here on the ground. I'm right this one. Okay. Let's do a manual. Okay. I pulled up behind the engine, so I was the first officer here. Uh, he was sitting here the whole time with the razor blade in his hand. Um, and then I was waiting for backup uh, while I had uh, lethal cover on him, trying to get him to drop the, uh, the razor blade. Uh, obviously, he didn't want to do that. He was yelling back at us. I really couldn't hear what he was yelling over the engine noise of the rig, but um, obviously I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere near him until we had enough people to take care of it. Well, when we showed up, we, we heard you tell him to drop the razor blade, and he flat out said, no, yeah. I'm not going to do he it. definitely had no intention of doing that voluntarily. Um, so... Hold on, man. Get out of here, no. I don't want no, man. Y'all got me 
up. You you don't taste me. There ain't nothing but the nothing else I can do. Well, I just want to come up here and make sure you're doing all right, which seems like you are better than the position you were in, right? No, y'all taste me. I should have got up and ran at you, so you shoot me, man. Um, are you guys ready to take off? Yeah. Okay. Um, he's still extremely agitated. He doesn't want to speak to me because I'm the one who tased him and he wants no part of what I have to tell him right now. Definitely a win for the taser in this, in this instance. Uh, the less lethal option. The paramedics couldn't get any closer to help him out. They obviously could see he was bleeding, uh, but they couldn't get closer to him because he still had the weapon. Uh, ordered him to drop it several times. He finally did drop it, but once he started rummaging through his bag again, we just, we couldn't take any chances. So uh, they deployed the taser and it was very effective. Immediately gave up after that and that was it. Luckily he'll go to the hospital, get checked out. And then uh, obviously talk to somebody about why he wanted to hurt himself. Dude, you got fucking tased. Was that fucking Chewbacca in the background? Oh, that's my Chewbacca bit for everybody dude, that's listening. Dude, my brother-in-law was like, ask him how he, how it felt to get tased. Because my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law both LAPDs. They, they met at the academy. And they both had to get tased to, to, to know what, so what pretty much for court purposes. If the judge ever say, well, do you know how to, it's like to get ju uh, 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 tased? They can say, uh, yeah, we know exactly what it feels like to get tased. I, I saw my sister-in-law's video when she got tased. Bro, she took it like a fucking champ. She's just like froze and just fucking stood there as she's getting fucking tased. I didn't see my brother-in-law's because by then he wasn't, back then he wasn't a brother-in-law yet. And so we never saw his. But dude, my sister-in-law took that shit like a champ. Honestly, bro, you... I'm not gonna say it like that, but you took like a bit. No, I'm like, <laughs> you took like a bit. I know that that taste hurt. That taste really, really uh, made me like whenever I, whenever they were talking to me about getting on the ground, and uh, I was like, hell no, I'm not getting on that fucking ground. Taser, taser. Mm, yep, I got on that ground real quick. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> so I, I watched. So you, you told me what episode you were on. You know, the beautiful thing about the internet was that I was able to find it right away. I found the title, the season. Uh, Kenny's appearance on Cops was episode 14 of season 27. Uh, it was, I think it was back in November something of 2014. November 14, my first. Opinion. Yeah, it was, so it was uh, back then. If you guys want to look it up, um, I only have the audio. Obviously, I don't do video podcasts. But yeah, uh, season 27 episode, uh, I believe We Are Made or We Are, We Know Who You Are, something like that is called. But, we um, know who you are. That's the episode title. So, um, yeah, go check out Kenny's appearance on Cops. Uh, but, dude, on a serious note, man, what were you going through? Um, what was your mind going through that day? Because uh, it seems like the, the the cops got there after the paramedic. Mer uh, the DMT, damn it, paramedics. There you go, paramedics. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, what was going through my head is uh, I was I was a little bit intoxicated. I really wasn't that drunk, drunk but I, I was pretty uh, intoxicated and what was going through my mind is i was homeless uh my girlfriend and i had just split up um i was going through a lot of um, because i'm diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic uh with uh borderline personality disorder and ptsd so having to go through that here it is i'm thinking the whole world's out to get me when i was sitting there and then I saw the cop. The paramedics weren't coming towards me because they they were. I wouldn't drop the razor blade. So when the cops got there, they were actually. They, I saw them, and I saw the cameraman get out of the car, and I was just so pissed off. That's when I flipped them off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, yeah, man, what was going through my mind is I, I was feeling really low. Uh, I felt you know, unloved, I, you know, a lot of my PTSD was coming out. I was by myself. I had been traveling all over the U S with a backpack. I, I got out of, uh, I got out of prison Oh three. And then, uh, I got off parole in 2011 and then 2011, I backpacked across the U S I went from Alaska to New York to a whole bunch of States in between, but I was, I was just really depressed and I, I felt like my presence in this world wasn't needed anymore. So 
I sat right there at that bus stop. The buses don't run, if I remember correctly, on Sunday at that time they didn't. And I I I cut my my artery in my forearm. Dude, you, and, dude, you are more ballsy than than I was. No, no, I, I mean I've been there, bro. I almost, you know, I almost jumped in front of a train. But in in this video, you can hear ask the police to to shoot you. You wanted them to shoot you. I did, I did, I and and that's and that's a that's a weak way to go out is make a cop have to deal with you know going through the processes of killing another human or even shooting another human. But I I was. I was really adamant. Um, my my mindset wasn't there. Uh, I was going through a lot of a lot of depression. Uh, a lot of schizophrenia was happening at the time. Um, I was also encased in a drug addiction as well at the time. I got six years sober, so thank the gods for that. Yeah, good man. That's good. Yeah, no, I watched. Like I said, I watched your video, and then I and then I I. I, I... I stripped the audio out of it and I, I, I paid attention to the video. You can hear pretty much um, your cry for help in a way, but you didn't see yeah, it. That, it. You didn't see it that way. Cause you were just like, fucking shoot me motherfuckers. Yeah. And it was a cry for help. And, and I, and I get really tired of people talking shit about the cops uh, because they really did save my life. I mean, they really did. They, they went out of their way and that it wasn't people. A lot of the comments were like, Oh, overuse of force, overuse of force what they don't understand is I had the razor blade in my hand and right before he tased me, I don't think the cops saw it, but I would actually thrown the razor blade down. Right. And he still tased me. Why? Well, I think what, from what the cops said, he, I believe, I, I believe if I recall what, exactly how he said it was, you reached for your bag and they had no choice. That's what they did. That, uh, yeah. They, they didn't know what was in the bag. They did They already knew that I was uh, real volatile. My mind was real volatile. And uh, I was in a real, uh, a real deep despair in my mind. Like, and, and I was willing to, you know, put them in the position to either have to shoot me or tase me. Yeah, man, that's, that's, so, that was, um, I mean, I, I've been, I've been in that situation where you say, you know, you feel you're alone or, or in dark place or whatever. Yeah, dude, there, there came a, point, a, t a time where I was so depressed and, and, you know, I also felt alone. I had no one around, no one to talk to and, and. I was going to take the easy way out and then, but mine wasn't the cops that stopped me. Mine was, you had someone watching what you were doing and, and decided to do, this guy needs help. And they called the police. In my case, I was just a random guy walking up the street. And then I think the only person that saw me about to do, to do what I was about to do was the, the, the guy driving the, the train. Cause he hit that some bitch as loud, so loud that I couldn't even hear my surroundings anymore. And mm -hmm. but mine was something tugged me back, bro. And uh, yeah, you you had you know like I say my I I I would say people would tell me that 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 t the person that, the thing that tugged me back was my guardian angel. Um, in your case, it was a bunch of people wearing a badge. Well, and I do believe that 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 it was. It, it there was definitely a sign from the universe i, I was reaching out because whenever i w where my mind was at was that i wanted to die and no the only two cars had driven by so one of the cars saw all the blood all over me and had they not called i wouldn't be here right now because i had lost so much blood already right so, so I'm thankful for those people, and, and I, I do want to. I wish I, whoever's out there and saw that cops episode. I'm sure that lives in Omaha. Uh, I, I'd like to thank them for making that call and keeping me here for another few more years. That's that's yeah, that's good because because that's cool because yeah, that that's technically the guy that saved your life, man. That guy that made the car the, or the female. I'm sorry, I keep saying guy. That individual that drove by and saw you bleeding decided to call the police that man or women that person saved your life man saved my life and, and those cops did everything they could could because with my mindset it had i had enough energy i was gonna rush them before they pulled out the taser right and i was gonna rush them with the blade and i was gonna make them shoot me that's one thing that was going through your mind then <laughs> <laughs> that was a big that was a big thing and yeah. and I don't necessarily believe that's that people should do that like suicide by a cop that's not fair yeah
But okay. go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say the cops they just get they get a really bad rap sometimes, but they don't understand that that we 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 put them in positions in life to where to where they have yeah they 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 have no choice sometimes right yeah no to that, tase no and that's and that and sometimes you know people hear like you know like I like I said my brother in law he's LAPD and 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 there's people that criticize the cops and say hey well how come we couldn't shoot him at the arm and and then my brother in law's like have you not seen a person when they're running their arms and legs are the one first things that are very loose they're everywhere we miss we miss a leg or an arm we can hit the person behind them or something but. Uh, yeah, I know cops get really bad rep, but in, in the end of the day, they're just trying to help out. Yeah, and they were just trying to help the situation because where my mind was at was I was I was really wanting to die. Like my family, my family doesn't talk to me. Uh, I didn't do anything. I've never done anything to them, but so I I didn't have any support. Um, like I said, my girlfriend at the time and I had been split up for quite a while. Uh, I just. I just kind of wanted to move on to the next existence if there is one. Yeah. I, I, I like the part where I like the part where the officer was like, no, he doesn't want to talk to me because I'm the one to tase him. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, when I saw the entire footage, the five minute footage, I laughed at when he came in there, I was like, get the F out of here. <laughs> you know, get the, <laughs> I was like, you tased me, man. Yeah, that's what he was saying. And then the, another officer, female officer, it wasn't on this episode, but I saw it on your, uh, I believe, on your clip on TikTok. And it was uh, it was a lady saying he, he wanted us to shoot him. And that's how he wanted to end it. He wanted us to shoot him. Yep. And, and then every time I see that video, tears well up in my eyes because I'm still here. I'm still doing the fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's amazing. And I, like I told you yesterday on the phone when we talked for a little bit, I barely met you, bro, but I'm I'm fucking proud of you, dude, for for where you've been to where you are now. You know, like you you beat this like like they say nine out of ten people, you know, commit suicide, and nine years later you're still standing here, still standing here, and I mean it's a daily struggle with my mental illness. I mean it it it's not gonna go away. Um, it, it's, it's something that I deal with on a daily basis. Uh, I have good days. I have bad days. Uh, Same I, have, here. I have episodes where I go through like my, my personality issues and then, um, and it's all a product from, uh, if you go to my TikTok like you have, and you read that poem that, that my girlfriend wrote, uh, it, it's, it's all true. Like that's, she's the one that knows me the closest. And had I not had I not found because like, I even now to this day I still I still think about you know well, maybe maybe it'd be better if I was just gone maybe it would be and then you know I gotta fight that I gotta fight that yeah. every day and yeah. say that you know no there's a re that I am here for reasons you know and you know I'm pretty sure the 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 cameraman that got killed the production member that got killed at the Wendy shootout. I'm almost positive that they talked to me in the hospital for 45 minutes trying to get me to sign the waiver. Because if I didn't sign the waiver, then my face would have been blurred. Right. So I, they talked to me for a long time. Both of them did. And uh, finally, I said, screw it. I'll, I'll sign the waiver. You know what I mean? And the guy kept saying, man, you, you'll help someone. Exactly. And his name, his, his name was Bryce Dion. And I, I don't know if it, if it was him 100%, but I'm almost positive it was the same guy that's not here anymore with us. Oh, he's man. telling me he's telling me not to sign the waiver so that I can help somebody. And it's taken me nine years to find the right time in my life and my mental health and, and my life, period, that I would be able to help somebody else out. Yeah, well, that's that's the one thing that I've, I've come to a conclusion on this podcast is like I feel like every time I have a guest on and they mention, dude, thank you for letting me do this or, oh, my God, this is like getting shit off my chest. It's like I was told a while back, my wife told me one day, if you want to help people, don't help them with your wallet. Find another way to help them out. And I've, I've learned that that this is what I'm doing by doing this podcast. I already gave my story, you know. So now I'm letting, allowing other people to share their stories and see if it, you know, helps someone else. Like I said, you, do you, 
you even have the scars in your arm, man. Yeah, and that's why I took a picture <clears throat> of it to show the the battle that it's been it's been a constant battle because those are those are cuts that have come through with me through my life and then finally I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm doing this the right way. I'm cutting the artery. Right. Well, those scars, you know, there's a, isn't there like a, 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 a song that says the scars are here to um, remind us of the past. And um, so I have a scar on my, on my left thumb as well. It wasn't because I was trying to kill myself. It was, I wasn't paying attention. I was more focused about where the mother of my kids was or what she was doing or who she was doing. And I, you know, I cut myself with the razor blade. It was a big cut, dude. And, and I look at that scar, bro, and it reminds me to never allow anybody to just fuck with my head anymore. You know, yep. if I don't, if I don't hear it, it won't bother me, man. And if I don't see it, it won't bother me, man. And, uh, yeah, you have, uh, I saw the arm, I saw your arm on TikTok, man. It's a pretty nasty scar, dude. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Uh, they, they tried to actually give me, uh, some some numbing effects and stuff like that i told them i was like some anesthetics i was like nope i told him nope i said you could because they had to sew up the artery inside too because it, it was pretty pumping and those producers and were sitting there talking to me like how can i change people's lives i'm not, i'm thinking to myself how can a measly person that just got tased on a cops episode how am i gonna help people but then when i put that video on tiktok the responses were just amazing from the people. Amazing. Like so much positivity. Like, keep going, bro. We're glad you're here. And and to me, that just uh, it just enlivened me and, and uplifted my heart and my spirit. Yeah, no, that's that's great, dude. No, that that's it's a good it feels good. Like when I told you yesterday, the, you know, again, I said it, I said it yesterday. I was like, hey man. Even though we just met, bro, and you don't really know me, I don't really know you. I am, I'm fucking proud of you, man. I'm proud of that you didn't go through with it, man. And 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 I, and I told you on TikTok, bro, you want to come on my podcast, and not even because you were on Cops. I'm not. I don't have you on here for popularity, you know, because you were on TV. My thing was like, hey, dude, you out 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 you outcome something, you outgrew something, you beat something. You want to come on the podcast and and share your story because of that. Um. And you're like I said, you're still here, and that's why I I was like, you know what? Whatever he was going through at the time, let me get him on the podcast. That's what we want to talk about. Um, you so before you were sitting on that bench, man. Talk about what got you there. What led you there? What led you to that bench, man? Well, when I was raised with a single mother who was a, a, an abusive alcoholic, um, she she beat me sometimes and then loved me sometimes and then mostly it, it was a mix she had uh she had mental issues as well that she was going through <clears throat> and uh dealing with the abuse from my mom and then always feeling you know and then having the mental disorder because i couldn't sit still uh i i, I would repeat things all the time i would have these little ticks and stuff like that so it was, and my mom wasn't able to deal with that. So she would usually like yell at me, scream at me, and try to kick my ass. And then um, my dad, when I would go visit my dad when I was eight years old, I finally told my mom what he was doing. And uh, my, my mom said that I can't ever go back. And then from eight to 12, I went to a boy's ranch from 12 to 14. So I only had a few more years with my mother. And then I went to a boy's ranch uh, because nobody could deal with the mental illness. Nobody could deal with the, the, the ticks that I was having all the time that, that, you know, the repetitiveness of having OCD and nobody could deal with the anger and the temperament that I was having. So I basically was abandoned by my family and they sent me off to get rid of me. So that's, I have one older brother, but he doesn't talk to me anymore. My family doesn't talk to me. It's not like I've done anything to them, but. So. I, I Dude, honestly, I, I've been there, Barrow. I, I, my mom, my mom. You know, pretty much flipped everyone against me. My siblings wouldn't talk to me, and uh, it took a while for them to start coming around. And and now I talk to the ones that 
that matter the most, you know. My mom, I won't, I don't speak to her, but I, my brothers is who I. That was the most important part to me was at least having the relationship with my brothers. A brother of mine who yeah. didn't, who didn't speak to me for like seven years came to visit me a few yep. weeks later, you know. Hey. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Time heals, bro. Time heals, man. I hope so. I hope so. I've tried to reconcile with my brother and my family, but they they're not wanting me to do that. So hey, man, you can't. What do you cut? What's to say? Oh, what did I, what did I say? I always say something. It's like at the end of the day, they'll always need you more than you need them. If you put that in your head, bro, you'll be fine. <laughs> right. So um, um, I just like I said, I I let time. Like, this is one time I just sat in my room and I cried. And my daughter's like, Dad, don't cry. I'm like, Hold on, let me let it out. Because once I'm done crying, yeah. I'm never gonna cry for this asshole again. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be done and over done. with. Well, and that's what, and that's one thing that I've come to the conclusion. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm with a good family now. Uh, my girlfriend and her family have taken me in and dealt with my bullshit, and and have just shown me nothing but love. And I've never felt real love in my entire life. Right until now. So. From the cops episode, obviously from that time frame. So we're talking November of 2014 to now. What have you done in the time frame to also help? I, I mean, I, I went to therapy. Um, I've done counseling sessions. I've done you know parenting classes. I've done anger management classes. Um, what have you done to get you to where you are now? Currently, currently, I'm I'm taking medication and I do therapy every week, <clears throat> psychotherapy. Um, but at the time of I was still doing drugs uh, at, in the video, they sent me to the hospital for like four and a half months. And I ended up getting uh, 13 electroconvulsion therapy sessions. Explain those. Okay. It's basically where they run an electrical current through usually the frontal lobe or your brain. Okay. And you're, you're under general anesthetics. So... In other words, like you're out and they run this current through your through your brain. It's supposed to help, but it ended up really making my my the matters worse for me. And uh, well, I went to Lasting Hope in Omaha. That was a beautiful place. They know me. They knew me by name there. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, yes, that's never a good thing when they know you by name. Did the cops <laughs> come to my house? Martinez. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I've been trying. You know, once I finally kicked the drugs, um, I was able to get a better mindset. And like I said, I was still. I was still going back and forth to different states. I hadn't had any stability. But therapy, therapy is one of the hugest things that's ever helped me. And the medication I'm on is actually something that helps calm me down. But I still have episodes. So uh, I've just, I try to take each day as it comes without any hope of, you know, uh, I'm, you know, without hope I, I rather with hope of not having an episode because anything can set me off any one little one little thing can set the ptsd off and and then now next thing i know i'm 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 apologizing to the people that love me yeah no I, i'm i'm just very I'm, i i know what you're going through man i can i can freaking you know my example i'm using an example my wife we went to go my it was my son's track meet on thursday and uh you know, everyone's hungry because we were out there late. And we went down to this restaurant down the street. And and, and, and it was just, it was no, no, no big deal. It was just the way how my wife said it, how my wife made a comment. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I was already pissed off. I didn't even eat. I was like, nope, no. And it's not even, it wasn't even that bad. It's just, like I said, it's those those little memories or little triggers from your past. And you're, you're fucking pissed off. That's it. You don't even know why the fuck you're pissed off. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's uh, many times, many times, and see, and I wasn't doing the right thing because I was scared of therapy. I was scared to face the 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 trauma. I was scared that it was gonna bring it back and make it worse. And and it, I mean, and it and it really has helped me doing the therapy sessions. <clears throat> this is my first time out, out of you know out of the, all the. All the crap I've been through, it's the first time I'm actually really doing therapy. Right. 
and I'm really trying to put forth the effort because, you know, I have, I have like a beautiful stepdaughter. I have, you know, uh, some beautiful grandkids that look up to me and, and I want, I want them to be able to see a different me and not, not the one that's nice one moment. And then I transition, I call it transitioning because I, I, I've been calling it the panel of my personalities for years before I got pretty much half diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder, BPD. And I used to call it the panel. Somebody would say, hey, let's go do this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, all right, hold on. Let me ask the panel. I got I to gotta ask. <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. When you say schizo, the first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that comes to mind is Jim Carrey and me, myself, mm. and Irene. Is it like that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes, sometimes it can't be like that for sure. You don't go pissing old guys' cars, do you? <laughs> In their gas no, tank? no, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. So what? Let me. Okay, so I know, but just based on the movie. Obviously, skits in in his case, he had one nervous, one mental breakout, you know, breakdown, and that triggered that that schizo. Is that is that what happens? Yeah, that's what happened. Because for a long time, I thought that I just had a bad temper. I thought that I just had some issues. But as I got older, into my my late twenties, in my early thirties, I'm forty four now. Whenever I started to get older, the trauma of the the you you ptsd is a real thing and and i and my family didn't believe in mental illness and that was one of those things like you know they would tell me all the time why can't you just sit still why can't you just be normal why do you gotta always do this and why do you always have to act out like that and, and i and here it is i'm i'm six years old I, and i don't i don't fucking know you're right you know what i mean yeah because <laughs> I, I was i was born dead uh, breach, cord wrapped around my neck, hole in my heart. When I was born, so I came into this world dead. Oh, they had to bring me back. See, man, they saved you back then, bro. And you've been you've been saved twice that I know of. Oh, I've been saved a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I said that I know of. <laughs> yeah. The God, the gods have really helped me, man. The the, the universe has, has really showed me a lot of love, and uh, and doing this TikTok thing, I, I was really nervous about it. I, I was really nervous. I didn't know how that was gonna go, but I ended up getting four hundred and ten thousand views, which was kind of ironic because I wanted to, I want people to know that if if my crazy ass can come from where I've come from. From the depths of of despair, all the way at the bottom of the pit, from drug addiction to alcoholism, to abuse, sexually and uh, uh, physical. If somebody can come through that, then then anybody can. And I want everybody to know that they're not alone. They're not. They're they're truly not alone. Man. But at the moment when we're going through our 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 episode, we we feel we're alone, but we're not. Here you are talking to a guy you just met a couple of days ago. True, true, you know? and I, I felt I liked I liked what you had to offer. I liked how you had your podcast set up. I thought that was pretty unique. Yeah, and I, like when did you post? I was like, when did you post your video? I posted my video three days ago, and here we are. <laughs> and, and here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> yep, and it, and it's a. It's a bit nerve wracking now, and I get I get a bit I get a bit nerve wracking about it because, but I, I'm I think it's important that I spread mental health awareness for the message that's there because of all the all the stuff that I've gone through. If I'm able to at least have a half decent life, but it's because of the support system that I have, you know. And I also have I have a a, a daughter in a, a, a San Antonio, Texas. She, 18 years old she's a lot she's all i could ever think about the when those suicidal moments came this was this was before i got in i've been with my girlfriend now for three years but i could i'd only think of like just looking at her face and thinking to myself what's it gonna be like when she realizes that i'm not there anymore and i haven't been there in her life because of drug addictions and mental illness but now that I am in her life, what, what, how would that affect her? 
when she's already been to the mental hospital, you know what I mean? Like she's already gone through going through the stuff that I'm going through in my own heart. I need to be there for her as well. So it helped me going through the mental episodes uh, of, you know, contemplating suicide with the ideations and, and, and the hospitals and, and the nurses and the people that have always saw something beautiful in me. And I, I could only see darkness yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm telling you, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say the cops episode that 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 was a real changing point for me because here it is in my paranoid mind I'm thinking the whole world's out to out to get me, right? And then the cameramen jump out. And then I'm like <laughs> and then I'm all, all pissed off so I got to give him the middle finger. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, but here's a here's a question on everyone's mind, bro. Were you drinking an old Milwaukee, bro? Old Milwaukee's <laughs> best. That's that cheap stuff, bro. I saw that cheap shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah, man! Hey, gets the job done. I saw that shit, bro. It's uh, it's uh, owned by Miller Coors. We sell Miller Coors. Not a lot of placements out there for old Milwaukee's, but it's still out there. <laughs> it's still out. Old Milwaukee is definitely still out there. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I was pretty intoxicated at that time, man, and and I'm really glad that those cops handled it really well. I wish people would stop saying that they used over over force. I I don't really think they did. I don't I don't believe they did. And if you're the you're the so-called victim of their actions, you're saying no they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, they did their job. They did their job well. They saved me. And and even the the lady cop how she said, you know, so that he can get the help that he needs and maybe live another day. Yeah. And here it is nine years later, man. Yeah. That, yeah. Like I said, I think the episode was recorded back in November of 14 of 2014 and something like that. It was aired that believe that day. And yep. November 1st. And you wanted them to fucking kill you. Shoot me. Shoot me. Yeah. And that that's that's so not fair. I had a I had a comment from someone that um actually said that on TikTok that they had, a, I think it was their brother or a friend. I think it was a friend did the same thing. Suicide, tried to do the suicide by cop and got shot seven times and still ended up living 19 years later. Wow. Well, so, so, see, yeah, so see, you would have gone through the pain for nothing, bro. For nothing because <laughs> I, the universe isn't ready for my death yet. <laughs> You weren't, nah, man. They were, you were gonna, they were gonna shoot you, and you were still gonna survive. And like, fuck, now you have a fucking wound, a bullet hole in your body now. <laughs> bullet holes all in, bullet holes all in my body, going through so much pain and shit, like an idiot. <laughs> no, I, I just, I just want people to know that, that <clears throat> no matter how low it is, no matter how low they feel, there's always someone out there that knows what you're going through. I always I, didn't expect... I, I, I always say that there's someone out there in a way that that has it worse than you. You know, like like I told you yesterday, we were talking on the phone yesterday. I was like, dude, I was only thinking about fucking, you know, jumping in front of a train, but I was only dealing with the heartbreak, you know, and 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 not having well, obviously not having the love at home from my mother and family. But you Dude, you were actually going through with it, man. You were fucking cutting your arm up, man. Yeah, I, I definitely was going to the extreme with the razor blade on that because I wasn't going to just do some superficial wounds. I wanted to cut the artery. Yeah, I know the anatomical structure of the body pretty much. So, But, yeah, I it's just it's a hard thing dealing with mental illness and and. I don't think our society is recognizing it enough. Because no. I mean, look at look at the look at the vets. I mean, the vets killing themselves left and right. The you know, I got a best friend that's been in the military for seventeen years, and he's got PTSD. Six six you know twenty eight different countries, six deployments, and to the war zone. I was watching, uh, I watched a TikTok video. Everything's on TikTok nowadays. Everything's on fucking TikTok. I was watching this video <laughs> the other day, and there was this guy, suicidal guy. Um, he had cops all around him, but the one talking to him was another uh, a veteran. And the veteran had a gun pointing 
uh, to this guy and told him, please, dude, don't make me shoot you. Please stop, brother. We're brothers. Put the gun down. I'm here to help you, man. Please, please. And you can see, you can see this guy's hand start moving like pretty much where they get ready to shoot, where they have the gun with both hands, like at their waist area, I'm assuming, I guess. And he, this guy's getting ready to do something with the gun, and, and the other guy's pleading with him, please, brother, I've lost too many of my brothers, meaning military. I've lost mm -hmm. too many of my brothers already. Please, please, please. And after talking to him for minutes, man, he finally decides to toss the gun out. And and after this guy's in handcuffs and everything, the, the, the guy talking to him went up to him and hugged him and said, I'm going to get you the help that you need, man. I'm going to get you the help that you need. And, and because why? Because people don't feel that they have the help that they truly need well there's not a lot of mental health awareness out there people people act like ptsd doesn't exist like my family my everyone in my family you know i guess maybe because my mom did drugs and, and drank during the pregnancy so i think that that's probably like where a lot of the mental illness came from from myself because not really anybody in my family has it just just you yeah, pretty much just me. Everyone else is like just doing their normal life living. Right. Yeah, the cop the cops episode was a changing event for my life. It 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 gave me a, a new chance at a new opportunity. And I've been waiting for nine years to figure out how that I could help anybody. And that and when I was getting so much positivity. I got to go back to that because I wasn't expecting that. Everybody was like, you're doing good, brother. You're doing good, man. Keep going. Keep going. Keep striving. And then people related uh, a lot of their mental illness problems with me as well throughout the comments. And I was commenting on to them as well and, and, and just trying to let them know that, you know, that there is help out there and that, you know, not, you know, there's not a pill for everybody and there's not a therapy for everybody, but I believe and that confronting the issues that happen in our past is what really changes our future. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Like me, with me, I, I eliminated anything negative in my life. And sadly, one of those was my own mother, you know. And mm. the moment I eliminated negativity, bro, my life just started getting back to normal. Back to what I believe was normal and or, or better, you know, and... If it wasn't for the shit that we get put through in the pa in our past, we won't become the person we are today. Well, I and mean, that's the, that's the thing is I never got to really sit down and talk with my mom about that. She died when because like I did like I did thirteen years in prison in uh, Texas, and that's like if you want to look up Texas prison stories, man, that's it's Texas prison is no joke. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, she died while I was in prison, so I never really got an opportunity to sit down with her. The last visit I had with her, uh, she told she told us she had late four stage cirrhosis of the liver, and the doctor said that she she could pretty much die at any moment with from liver liver failure, and uh, she she was crying, saying you know all these things. I'm so sorry I did. I'm so sorry, you know. I got to stop you there. You got the apology that I'm never going to get. Really? Yeah. You, yeah, it was I you got the apology, bro. I want you to think about this one, man. She even though it was like at the end, she still apologized to you. I feel that my mom would take that shit to the grave, bro. Your mom wow. apologized to you, bro. Yeah, cause she she actually apologizes apologized to me for fucking me up. I just told her I was like, oh shut up, mom. I was oh. like, nah, I was like, don't even worry, don't worry about it, man. You know, shit happens with what you had. Your earbud came out, huh? <laughs> Getting his earbud on. Yeah, she. Is. Yeah, she did the best that she that she could with what she had, and and that's what I told her. It's not your fault. There you go, man. There you go. So you never so you never got to ever get an apology from your mom. Huh? I don't no, she's still alive, bro, but I don't think I'll ever get it, bro. She I, the last com think the last conversation I had with her was were, do you normally I'm sorry, but do you normally have two bluetooths on cuz sometimes you're really low and then sometimes you get really high when you're talking. Uh, 
So, but no. Let me see. I only have one on. Because sometimes you get really low and really and really loud, and then the loud part. I think is what it's I like. because of, I think I think it's because of. And I'm not gonna check you on your moving around, bro. I know I know you. You have your little <laughs> like stop moving, yeah, stay told- still. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have someone all your life telling you that I'm not gonna tell you that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. But yeah, no, dude. My I the last conversation I had with my mom was like, hey, if I am the cause of your stress, let's do this. After I hang up, I'm deleting your number. You'll never hear from me again. And instead of wow. saying no, let's squash this. It's okay. We'll figure it out. She accepted the fact that I said deuces. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you have to. And that's one thing I guess I'm not grasping on to with my family is because I've never done anything other than just kind of chose the chose the path of the streets. Right. As as that's where I learned all my lessons from to be a, a man. And that's not how that's not the right way. That's not the right way we should be teaching our young. Right. No, and you're right. And it's, there's sometimes where, I, you know, my little tantrums that I throw and. I sometimes tell my wife, fuck, did I, did I fuck up as a father that now my kids throw the little tantrums and shit? Because everything is, you, you learn at home, you know? And she reminds me, like, dude, you need to calm the fuck down. So that's what I was going to tell you earlier. You're, when I saw your video about the poem your, your, your girl wrote, dude, she must have a lot of fucking patience to deal with your ass. <laughs> a lot. She is a blessing to me. She's able to, like, I mean, shoot, I'll even tell you, we, I just had a, I had an episode, uh, uh, yesterday, a small one, but she, and she's, but it's hard on her. It's hard on her and it puts a lot of stress on her and it puts a lot of stress on the people that love us and care about us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure my wife one of these days will be like, get the fuck out of here. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, she won't kick me out of the bedroom. Once she kicks me out of the bedroom, that's it. We know we're in trouble. <laughs> you know you're in trouble then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really appreciate all this. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm able that somebody hears this and knows that they're not alone. And if they if they want to go to my TikTok, uh, I mean, hit me up with a comment. I'll I'll comment back. I comment to everybody. Yeah, well, Kenny, man, like I said, uh, I I freaking um I saw your video and I like I said again, it wasn't even about you being on cops. I'm like, yeah, this guy's on cops. I'm gonna get some views. No, man, that's not the purpose, man. The purpose was like this guy got the help that he needed, and he's up. Let's let's hear his um his story. And like I said, if if, if there's people that that are commenting and be like, damn, that's right. Keep going. Or I've gone through similar things. Trust me, man. Someone's always had it worse. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're still here. You're still kicking. There's some, the people that had it worse actually did go through with it, man. And you're still here, dude. Yeah. And that's what I want to, that's what I want to say because it's not, I, oh, I even had one, oh my gosh, this one comment about it just, it made me cry. Uh, about some during Christmas holiday on Christmas day took their own life and shot themselves in their head in front of the entire family. Oh shit. Damn. Yep. And I, I was just like, wow, you know, here it is. I'm going through my little pussy shit, (laughs) and you know, and I'm thinking, wow, that's, that's a lot of drama right there. That somebody, that family's going to have to deal with. Yeah, they all saw that shit. Fuck, that's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, me being here today is is I fight with suicide. Still, uh, it, it's more of a like I said on the panel. It's the seat that the panel has. It's way back there in the back, but that con conscious conscientious thought process of you know am i really worthy enough to be here and and and, you know what i mean like am i actually gonna do something and doing this doing this tiktok shit and stuff like that and seeing people and commenting to people and it's helping me feel stronger because i have these people that are complete strangers going man you did it you know what i mean like you 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 did it, and even though like like I said, it's still a struggle. I did do it. 
Dude, we have everyone. Like I said, like you said, everyone goes through. It. Everyone's going through some kind of BS. Example: Yesterday, uh, our company had a company thing for us, bro. They had this this low budget wrestling thing, and they had like wrestlers and entertaining us. We're all having a good time, bro. And 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 I tell the guys, okay, I want to get going, man. I gotta go home. I gotta go to bed early tonight because I have a guy coming to the podcast. Um, he was like, what? what was he gonna, what was he about? And I'm like, well, he was on cops, man. He tried to kill himself. And, uh, and you know, he's going to come on the, on the podcast, talk about what led him there. <clears throat> I don't know where, bro, this guy who was just having a good time started like, Hey, can I come on your podcast, bro? I think I grew up without a mother and a father and the mental fuck that it did me. I'm like, Oh shit. All I said was I had a guest coming on and he fucking started yeah. like, opening up. And I was like, um, again, I felt like. Talladega Nights and freaking, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I don't know what to do, bro. I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, you're welcome to come on, but it's, at the moment, it's like, all I said was, he was like, all I said was, yeah, I have a podcast, and the guy's gonna come on the podcast, and he's gonna talk about his mental issues, and homeboy started like, so, it, it it's a trip, man. You you can help someone, bro. You you that re- cameraman that was not lying to you, bro. He he wasn't lying to you. He when he told you you're gonna help someone someday, obviously you are, and, and not even through my podcast. You're doing it through TikTok. Yeah, and that's what the amazing thing is is all the support from most of the people. I mean, there, there was actually really a small amount of hater comments. Ah, uh, fuck them. Yeah, there's always gonna be haters. haters always make the bro. world move around. Always, bro. Well, and I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this to get followers and to get views. And I mean, my main goal has always been when that cameraman told me you can save someone, you can change people's lives with this. You can do something with it. I didn't want to sign the waiver because I wanted my face to be blurred. <laughs> and, and if my and if my face would have been blurred. Then I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Exactly, because when you post that video and they're like, "That's me, that's me," you can't fucking prove that's you, bro. You blurred your face uh, out. You can't prove it. Yep. No, I still have my trusty backpack, but I uh, saw that on your video. That's my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that. That's like my longest. Re- relationship with anything <laughs> is my backpack <laughs> oh trust me bro i still go through my closet or my garage and i'll find something that was from back in those days i'm like fuck i had this there's these two tank tops bro They're, they have holes everywhere every time they get washed and dried it's like something new tears bro but i refuse to get <laughs> i refuse to get rid of them bro because they're a part of my past you know it's like yeah, I, I, like I said, I'll I'll go through here and I'll find something and I'll, I'll find something else over here. This one time, because I've been to jail too, and uh, my wife is going through a, a box and she found this vanilla envelope, bro. In this vanilla envelope was all my prayer cards that I got while I was in jail. Wow! In that vanilla envelope was also letters that I got from guys in jail after I was already out. You know, and and some of these are dated back in 2006. I have a Christmas card from one of the guys that was a local that kept on going in and out no matter what, man. He kept on going, bro, I don't want to see you in here again. And there he came back. And then I would get letters from him. Ah, he's fucking back in jail. I have a Christmas card from 2006 that I still put put up by the tree every year. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, going through going through mental health, man. A lot of that's one the biggest thing is my family didn't want to recognize it. They they didn't want to get me the treatment that I needed. No, because nobody nobody back you know nobody back in the day you brought up mental illnesses. Yeah, you were just crazy. Ah, eh, it's just him. That's just Kenny. Ah, eh, that's just Andres. But in reality, there is something going through that no one understands, but not even you. You yourself don't understand what you're going through, and we need someone to yeah. help us out. I didn't know. I didn't know what my fucking triggers were until a doctor told me I had certain things. And oh shit, that makes sense. I do get mad when we're running late. Oh shit, my wife, dinner. What are we? What are we having? And she would say she was, she she's hesitating. She doesn't really want to say it. What are we eating? She says fideo. Fideo is like a soup, right? I'm like fuck. 
I'll eat it, but fuck. She goes, what? I grew up on this shit. I don't want this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I, I don't want a want, cheeseburger or I want, something. I don't want fucking Fideo, bro. Fuck that shit. And then, I, like, Oreos, bro. When there's Oreos in the house, yeah, I'll have an Oreo. But the first thing I do is, like, I told you not to buy this shit anymore. <laughs> because, again, that's that's all I grew up on. You know what I mean? And, and if it wasn't for a therapist to tell me, show me what my triggers were or help me understand what my triggers were. <laughs> I'm still a fucking mess, bro, but at least I understand why I'm a mess. You know? <laughs> well, and see, that's the big thing. That's the big thing is, is, is I'm in the process now through my therapeutic sessions uh, of learning myself. Like my therapist was said yesterday, she was like, you know, you're telling yourself you're worthless. You're telling yourself you're, you're, you're nothing. You're telling yourself that you're the one that's lying to yourself. You're being dishonest to yourself by the negative comments that you keep making. Cause I, you know, like it's hard for me to, to, to deal with this with the people around me that they care about me and they love me. And then sometimes I, I go off on them. You know what I mean? Without even wanting to, without even knowing why, you know, yeah, that, that that still happens to me a lot, bro. And my wife, like I said, she she has so much fucking patience, bro, that she's just like, ah, are you in a bad mood again? All right. So she'll just let me do my thing. Like yesterday, got home. Um, there was a talk about a jolly jumper. And I'm like, dude, you're the only one talking about the jumper. I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. And she's like, then I won't tell you anymore. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> all right cool right all right cool i went to my room i showered and i went to bed and it wasn't even eight o'clock yet <laughs> like, damn early <laughs> fuck it dude if we're gonna be in a bad mood let's just not cross each other's paths <laughs> see and that, and that's the thing that i gotta learn is like when 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 i transition i I'm, I'm learning now to like let kenny be the one that sits in the seat because see i went by my middle name my entire life and then in 2011, when I got off parole and I left Texas, I, I went by Kenneth and Ken, and then I settled on Kenny because it sounded less formal. The first thing that came to mind when I heard Kenny is, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. They killed Kenny. See? <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> you bastards. Yeah, that was South Park shit. Yo. I love Which it. I will I not it. allow my kids to watch that shit. Uh there was uh-uh. this. There was this one day. I, they were watching again TikTok, and there was the. Uh, it was the uh, the song from Cartman on the movie, and my son looks at me like, "How the fuck do you know word for word?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But um, yeah, man, freaking. Uh, so your nickname? You went by your nickname for a while. No, I went by my middle name. Middle name. Okay. Yeah, I went by my middle name for my entire life uh, uh, because I'm like. They passed down the Kenneth. Like my grandpa's name was Kenneth, my dad's name was Kenneth, and then I'm Kenneth. And you're like, fuck it, I don't want to be Kenneth. <laughs> well, actually, my family's the one that said that because they hated my my dad's side <laughs> of the family. So, but once, like I said, once I got older, and then and I didn't want to be that person anymore because you know my my middle name. I don't even like saying it. It's a trigger. Oh, see, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, I don't even he he's a he's a really unique person, and he's very very ruthless and very cold and very mean. Yeah, it's it's, it's a trip that your own name can be a trigger. For example, my son, he's fifteen. His middle name is Andrew, because my name's Andres, right? So yeah, Andrew. When he found out the reason why his mother called named him and legally named him. Andrew, so Nicholas Andrew, because Andres was too, in her in her definition was too paisa, you know, makes too beaner, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when my mean. son heard that that statement, he was like, "That's why I'm Andrew." So now he he doesn't like Andrew. He had no problem. Yeah, from- he had no problem with Nicholas Andrew until he heard why it's Andrew. And now he has a yeah. problem with it. Yeah, that's the same thing with me. I, I had a I, I I hated my first name because of my family. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I really appreciate you having me on here to try to spread the word. I, I'm I'm I I think it's I think it's a good thing that you're doing. 
I, I try my best, bro. <laughs> I try my best. Try your best. I use my podcast for people to get their shit off their chest. And if they want to come on one time or 20 times, I'm here. Ooh. I'm here, bro. You know, like I said, I, you, um, I saw your video. I'm like, dude, this guy can probably, like, this. I said the same thing the cameraman said. This guy can help someone. And you have actually, you know, fuck, there's proof. There's a fucking cops episode proving that you tried to kill yourself and you wanted the cops to kill you. And you are now here in therapy, obviously a positive environment now with your girlfriend. Uh, like I said, I heard the poem that she wrote. Love it. And, uh, you know, you are, I, like I told you, bro, I'm going to repeat myself. And I'm like, dude, I don't even, I hardly, I just barely met you. I don't really know you, but I'm fucking proud of you, dude. Thank you. And Thank you. I'm and, proud of myself. And, and sometimes, bro, that's all we want to hear, man. I told my wife when I first came out here and I moved into this territory to work, the managers, I was doing such a good job. that I mean, I got awards to prove it, you know, that the managers would come and tell me, oh, good job, dude. Good job. And I would come tell my wife, hey, babe. So I did this and they gave me, they told me I did a good job and they pat me on the back. And she was like, okay, no, babe. They pat me on the back. Like, like, like it wasn't just like a pat. It was like a pat uh, uh, and it held it there for a while, like a proud pat on the back, you know? Like, yeah, the positive reinforcement goes a long way. Exactly. And that's sometimes what people need to hear. They might be too fucking um, machista or too, you know, bad. I don't want to hear that shit. But in reality, yes, we do. I have a buddy of mine that I call all the time and it's like, like, dude, are you just jealous because you're not on the podcast? Do you want to come on the podcast? Do you want somebody to pat you on the back? And, you know, <laughs> some people, and, and I just, I fuck around like that with them. But no, there is times that that's all people want to hear, man. I know that goes a long way with me, man. When people come and managers come and tell me, wow, bro. Or or family members that come and say, man, I'm fucking proud of you. The one, the one, the one event that caught my attention was the day that my, my mother was going off on my sister right after our grandmother passed away. And and my sister was just fucking crying and bawling and fucking wanting to go and just, just – she was going through shit because my mom was giving her a hard time for being at my house instead of visiting her. And um, the next morning, my sister wakes up and she goes up to my wife and she says, I want to apologize for yesterday. I, I let my mom get under my skin. I got fucking drunk. But she's like, but – the old Andres, the old Andy, would have fucking got in his car, drove to Oxnard, and fucking punched someone in the face. And my wife responded back to him. Sorry, my wife responded back to her. Was like, I've never seen that Andres you guys all talk about. So my pat on the back from my sister was, the old Andres I knew would have gone over there and punched someone in the face. Because I yeah, would have. I would have. That's one thing that, you know, plus having an emotional support animal is always good, too. I saw you got a cat. Got, <laughs> yeah. Got my kitty. I got I got a, I, I got a cat well, going on two years ago. And because uh, I always saw these TikTok videos and I want my cat to do that. Right. And then so my son, my oldest boy took over. So now he has it as his cat. But whenever I, I grab the cat, bro, I hold it like a little baby. And I'm like, oh, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. You're the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, kids are like, judge. my kids and wife are like, really, fucker? The cat's the best thing yeah. that ever happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a he was just like me. He was homeless and astray. And we took him in. And then he, now he's part of the family. There you go, buddy. There you go. They kind of my, my my girlfriend's family kind of did that to me. They took in a homeless stray. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? In that case, yeah, my wife took in three homeless strays. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, she's fucking raising me too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I would do without a support system with my girlfriend. Man, she is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me man that's good man i'm, I'm glad like i said bro I, I i just met you but dude i'm i'm proud of you dude i won't get tired of saying it you you've come a long way and um you know you dude you're fucking still here bro you're still here yo yeah i can't believe that you got the entire full audio <laughs> the five minute audio I that's what you're you that's what that. that's what you're impressed of that's what you're 
I know I've impressed with a lot with you, but I just I just can't, still can't believe because I was like, wait a minute, I've never seen this. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got the whole thing, bro. That's all crazy. all I needed was a time and a freaking or a date, a a, a, a year and a city, and I, and all I did was, dude, Google's amazing, bro. Google's amazing. You can find a lot of shit on on Google. Thursday while the family's having dinner because I look pissed the fuck off. That's what I'm doing. And I'm looking through it, and I find it, and I'm watching it, and my kids are asking questions. Dad, why is he trying to hurt himself? Dad, why is he trying to kill himself? I'm like, well, all those answers that you have, all those questions that you have will be answered on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just going going through the, the mental health, man, it, it always just it's the torment that's in your brain, and it's just it continues, and, and you can't stop it. You can't stop certain ocds you can't stop certain things and it and it, it makes to be a lively conversation piece whenever somebody's like what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> but as long as we know to, that we understand them as long as we understand them we understand what's going on if we don't understand what why you're getting mad so easily you know then you gotta under that's the one thing though is you have to understand why you're getting upset why why is pissing you off because it's at the end of the day it all goes back to your upbringing you know parents parents fuck up parents are good parents no parent freaking had kids with the kids that were born didn't come with the fucking instruction manual you know mm -hmm. what i mean i can take care of a fucking pet goldfish and and make him live till he's fucking 50 because i have an instruction when it comes to other humans they don't come with the guide you know, no, <laughs> we don't come with the guys. What are you drinking, bro? What are you drinking? <laughs> so anyways, Kenny, man, this was a, a, um, a good chat, bro. I appreciate you coming in the podcast, even though, uh, nah, what time is it for you? Cause it was two o'clock in the morning when I got up. Oh, it's almost seven for <laughs> oh, me, man. No, it's, uh, what is it? Fuck. It's four. Um, but I thank you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you responding so quick the other day when I reached out and, uh, and understanding that I was not trying to do it for the popularity of your po of your po cops episode, and um, to really get you on the podcast to talk about what you what you've done to outcome over you know outcome what you fucking were going through that day, and um, I mean Kenny, like I end every podcast, buddy. Thank you for writing with me. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to my story, and I really appreciate everything that you're doing for me, and and hopefully this will help somebody out there that's having some problems and realizes that it's not the end. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right. 132 in Bush. I've got him at gunpoint. Okay, gunpoint. 132 in Bush. Covers code 3. Thank you for listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Tire Indie Podcast. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean.